Sphere is going to come and bring us uh, God's word uh, from John chapter 6. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, from now on, give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me and still you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all that he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everybody who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have an eternal life, and I will raise raise him up at the last day. Thanks, Sophia. So having had a, a few days away, I, I did the essential shop that you do when you get back of the two essential items that you need when you've been away, milk and bread. Uh, and whilst I was there, I was doing some research knowing what I was going to be speaking about this morning, and I found myself in the bread aisle at the local supermarket, uh, Sainsbury's, other ones are available. Uh, but there I was in Sainsbury's in the bread aisle, and I want to do a little quiz for the quick, quick quiz for the kids to do a vote on what you think the answer to this might be. The Isle of Bread, okay, has two sides to it. There's one side which is all the freshly baked things and the the pita rolls and the all kinds of flatbreads and all kinds of different things. But the Isle with the packaged bread, okay, just the Isle with the packaged bread. How many different varieties of bread do you think I counted uh, the other day in Sainsbury's? Is it A, 42, B, 56, or C, 78? If you think it's A, raise a hand, 42 different types of bread. If you think it's B, raise a hand, 56 different varieties of bread. If you think it's C, 78 varieties of bread, raise a hand. It was indeed C. There were 78 different types of bread just on the package bit, not including the fresh stuff or the flatbreads or anything else. Just in that aisle, there were 78 different types of bread. White, brown, crusted, uncrusted, seeded, unseeded, wheat bread, all kinds, sourdough, everything you can imagine. Uh, was there. And bread is one of those things that we know in our life to be uh, both for us particularly easily available, it's very versatile, and it's very sustaining and very fulfilling when we do eat it. You don't need very much bread in order to, to feel like you've had at least a part of a meal. Uh, It often would form the beginning of a meal in in various restaurants. Um, And so it's not surprising that throughout the Bible, bread is used not only as a a thing of everyday life, of actual provision, uh, of of being something that's very important because it's accessible to most people around the world, but it's also used throughout Scripture in worship. You know, God was very specific about the use of bread in worship in the Old Testament, and he uh, made that... uh, depending really on where the people of Israel were at the time. If they were in one place, then they had some rules. And if they were on the move, they had slightly different rules as to how bread could be used for worship to remember some of the things that God had done to provide for them through the years. 
And so it's not surprising that when you have Jesus stood here before his disciples, he's just performed the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 from just five loaves of bread. Uh, He has done incredible wonders and spoken incredible things. But he uses bread to speak of himself. And he says in in one of his many I am sayings, I am the bread of life. And he's using that metaphor, that symbol of bread, to speak of himself in a really profound and powerful way. And he's doing so, he's talking about physical provision of God, and he's talking about the spiritual provision of God. And I want to draw just three things out briefly about what that means for us today, what it means for Olivia as we baptize her, what it means for you as friends and family as you support her in that discovery of Jesus in her life. And the first is to do with God's physical provision for us. You know, God has made us to be people of body, mind, and spirit, and he cares about the whole person, and he cares about our physical needs. Many of the bread miracles that you find in the Old Testament are God literally providing physically for the needs that people had. They were literally hungry and starving, and manna appeared from heaven, as was referred to in this passage. The disciples remember that story so well, they would have grown up knowing the story of God miraculously providing manna, bread, from heaven. And so there are many stories of God providing very physically for, for physical hunger. Uh, in one particular case, the story of Elijah, one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Elijah has done many amazing things, seen God do many amazing things. He's on the run from people who are trying to kill him. He's hiding in a mountain, uh, in a cave in a mountain. Uh, he has got full-on depression and anxiety. He's doubting his life. He's doubting everything. And God turns to him and he says, Elijah have you eaten? And Elijah says, no. And Elijah falls asleep and he wakes up and there's bread next to him. God provided his physical need, his physical hunger that was affecting his spiritual and emotional life. So God does provide for those physical daily breads. And so when we pray, give us today our daily bread, we can trust God to provide, which is why it is such an injustice that there are people starving in this world. Because it shouldn't be the case. And as Christians, as people who believe in and follow Jesus, we sometimes have to ask our questions, are we the answer to somebody else praying, give us today our daily bread? Are we the ones who could be providing bread for those who need it? That's why we have the community pantry here in Hang Cross, because we believe it's an injustice that people are going hungry in our village. Regardless of their circumstances, it shouldn't be happening. And so that's why we try to be the hands and feet of Jesus, feeding the hungry in our local community. And it's an injustice in God's heart and God's eyes that people are going hungry, and therefore it should be and is in ours too. And God may be calling us to do something about that, to be the answer to somebody else's give us our daily bread prayer. And then we can trust God to provide for our needs as well. But secondly, I want to talk about something this is really important for Olivia, uh, really important for those of you who are parents in this place, who have children, regardless of their age. Because what the, the, the concept of Jesus being our daily bread teaches us and shows us is about our need for him. Our need for Jesus in this world to be the only one who truly satisfies the longing you have in our hearts and our lives. I read it recently that the greatest lesson a parent can teach their child is that they depend on God. 
You see, our life is all about independence, isn't it? From the moment you're born, you're learning to become more independent. You learn to walk, to talk, to eat for yourself, to feed yourself. You learn to read, to write. All in while, as you get older and older, you become more and more independent until you move away from home. You become your own person. You maybe form your own family. And you become this independent person. And so independence is seen as a strength, which in many ways it is. But what that means is that often dependence is seen like a weakness. But when it's dependence on God, it's the very thing we were made for. We were made to depend on God. Not to be needy and and because God wants us to need him, but God wants us to want him for sure. But we depend on God for our life, our breath, our every being, because everything we have comes from him anyway. And so there is a call as we acknowledge that Jesus is the bread of life to acknowledge that we depend on him for our daily lives. And that life without Jesus quite simply is not worth living. Because it's not the life we were intended for. We were intended to depend on him. And he came so that we could. He was born into this world so that we could depend on God in the person of Jesus Christ. And thirdly, as we've just been singing, when you think about bread and you think about bread, if you are somebody who is literally starving, you know, on the, on the way back home from, from Cheltenham, at one point our, our children sometimes will say, I'm starving. <laughs> they're not, they're just a little bit peckish. But, if, you know, if you've ever known what it is to be starving, just the smallest amount of bread would make all the difference in the world to you. You, you would crave anything you can possibly get. If you ever watch I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, when they get to the point of absolute starvation, just the smallest biscuit is, brings them the greatest joy in the world. You know, starvation is, is a horrible thing. And when you are hungry, that hungry... The smallest amount can be a blessing to you. And bread would be, you'd ask for anything, but bread would be enough. You know, I've been to places around the world where there are people literally starving, literally wondering where the next loaf of bread will come from. But there's something about them where they have an uncontrollable joy. They have a sense of hope like I've never seen before. And it's because they've learned the lesson that Jesus is enough. Christ is enough for me. And everything else we have in this world above Christ is a blessing and a gift not to be taken for granted because Christ is enough. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. And that's what Jesus is wanting his disciples to understand, that in order for them to be truly satisfied, life with him is where that satisfaction is found. And that's the only place it's truly found. Nothing else will satisfy you forever. It will satisfy you temporarily, but it will not satisfy you forever. Only Jesus can satisfy for eternity. And we have to ask ourselves the question, is Jesus enough for us, or are we being spoilt with 78 choices of bread? Have we got so much in our lives that we feel we don't need Jesus? Because there we find that actually all three of those things, our hunger and our need for provision, our dependence on God and Jesus being enough will be found wanting if we're seeking that life elsewhere. Because I stand here today, and as Amy has just testified to as well, yes, having faith in Christ can sometimes be a scary and a daunting thing. It can lead you to interesting places and to do interesting things. 
But I stand here before you this morning and I can say, hand on heart, Jesus is enough for me. He has proven himself so many times in my life, I cannot deny that he is enough for me. And I depend on him 100%. I was once talking to someone about Jesus and they very cynically said, isn't he just a crux in your life, someone you, you just have to lean on and depend on? And automatically your defensive answer would be, no, no, he's so much more than that. And he is so much more than that, but he is that as well. I can depend on Jesus. I do depend on Jesus. I need to depend on Jesus, as indeed we all do. And my hope and prayer for Olivia, my hope and prayer for all the children of this church, however old you are, because we're all children of God, is that you grow up knowing that you depend on God and that Christ is enough. And maybe as you do that, you may become hands and feet that literally feed the hungry physically and spiritually as you share Jesus with those around you. Amen.